Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. John chapter 3, verse 1 reads, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He was transparent. It was open. It was necessary. Nicodemus was religious, but he knew there was more to Jesus. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily I say unto thee, except, everyone say except, except a man be born again, he cannot. See the kingdom of God. Jesus better be careful. That's not very seeker sensitive language. Nicodemus saith unto you, How can a man be born when he's old? How is that possible? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, And of the Spirit, capital S, the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, Ye must, ye must be born again. Now, if you believe the words of Jesus are true, I want everybody to find someone and tell them, ye must be born again. I'm going to have you do this a little bit today, so even if you think they already have, tell them. I draw my assignment from the Lord from the seventh verse. And I would preach to you here today, marvel not. Pray with me. Lord, we are in love with you. We are in love with your word. We are thankful for the price that was paid for our sins. There's not one man or woman, there's not one elder, one middle age, or one youth in this room that you do not desire to be walking in the newness of life. It is your will that everybody in this building is full of the Holy Ghost. It is your desire that we all be filled. We are not to marvel that you told Nicodemus that he had to be born again. 
Help us in this house, we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. And let everyone say amen. amen. Before you're seated, everybody say marvel not. marvel not. You may be seated here today. I appreciate your laughter when my slide was revealed. To our creative team, I say thank you. I told them words they might not have been prepared for. I said, I want to preach Marvel Not, and I want it in the Marvel font. All I received was a thumbs up. To help illustrate my point, I want to tell you that the screen you see behind me and the two images show the vast difference between the 70s version of Spidey and what we're dealing with today. It's known as the evolution of Spider-Man. And now I want to say this. If the picture on the screen offends you, calm down. I'm not preaching today about the power of Marvel. But I'm preaching today about something marvelous. I'm telling you our world is absolutely enamored with the thought of the supernatural. It's illustrated in nothing, I would say, better than something like the images you saw and the Marvel Studios that has run rampant and is consuming not just children, but even adults. Marvel is a five billion with a B, 50 billion rather dollar business. That's a lot of zeros. And I think it is a dangerous thing that the average Christian in today's world might spend more on a movie ticket than they give in the offering. I'm giving you an awkward pause so you can say amen so everyone around you thinks you agree. Just... It's because our world is consumed with the thought of the supernatural. And I apologize to anyone who considers yourself a comic guy or a Marvel guy or a purist, whatever, God help us, that means. Great names that have been a part of the series like Iron Man. My favorite is Ant-Man. I, I feel like we're just making stuff up at some point. It's no offense again to anyone, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and the list goes on and on and on with all of these people with different kinds of power. But I've come today with a very clear assignment from the Lord. I am not here to preach about some fictional, pretend, make-believe, regardless of how cinematic they want to make it. You can take a cartoon and make it look like real life, but it doesn't make it real. You can take the cartoon and you can take it from the old styles where you'd have to brush the pages real fast and you'd see the cartoon coming to life and you can turn it into a life Look, look alike, cinematic feel. It does not mean it is real. But I've come to preach what is real is the power 
of the Holy Ghost. And while our world is enamored with people who might have some kind of supernatural power, I've come to preach about the God-man that we just sang about before I took this pulpit. There is one who was fully God and fully man. And John chapter 14, he said, I've been with you, but I'm going to be in you. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he told them, I've walked alongside of you, but ye shall receive. Come on, ye shall receive. Ye shall receive. Even if you didn't know it, you ought to have it by now. Ye shall receive. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So I'm not apologetic on this Sunday morning. And I would ask you to marvel not that I get up echoing the words of Christ and say, everybody in the building, he must be born again. I don't care if you were born black or white or red or Asian or African. I don't care if you were born Caucasian. It doesn't matter what your native tongue is. It matters will you have a heavenly tongue that will take over you when you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, where are my people in this service that would say there's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost? I thank God for our singing, but our power's not in our singing. I thank God for our playing, but our power is not in our playing. I thank God for the guys who were quoting, but the power was not in their voices. But when they were quoting, they were quoting the scripture accurately. So I'm coming behind them today to tell you the answer is still the answer. Nicodemus, whether you want to hear it or not, ye must be born again. We thank God for our newest member on the front row who was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost this week. He believes what I'm preaching. I wonder if you believe what I'm preaching. I wonder if those of you that received the Holy Ghost 10, 20, 30 years ago say, I remember there was nothing like when they put me down in the water. There was nothing like when I got filled with the Spirit. I spoke in tongues as the Holy Ghost Come on, where are the elders that would say, I got it, I got it, I got it. I... Come on, there's nothing, 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 nothing like the power. Oh, I think we ought to just take a minute and celebrate that. Come on, if you've been filled with this spirit, you ought to celebrate that for a minute. Brother Ross, is he still as good as he was the day you received? Whether it was five minutes ago or 50 years ago, there's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. It was the answer. It is the answer. It will be the answer. So marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. If you're thankful, I want you to throw your hands towards heaven and begin to praise him with great praise.
Come on, great praise. Great praise. Come on, how many know if the Holy Ghost hits this city, it won't matter how many drugs are in the city. It won't matter how many bars are serving alcohol. It won't matter how many people are addicted or afflicted. It won't, if we can get the Holy Ghost to be poured out in this city. And for anybody that tells me that he does, that people don't want the Holy Ghost, you're wrong, you're dead wrong, you're twice wrong, you're three times wrong. Pentecostalism is the fastest growing religion in the world for the last several world. Why, why, why? In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my, of my spirit. Somebody say, do it, Lord. And there is some language. There is some language in the text. And at times we're trying to understand it. Because we read in Acts about the outpouring of the Spirit. We read about the baptism of the Spirit. And we read about the infilling of the Spirit. Wouldn't you like him to just pour, pour, Poor, 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 poor. Seems to me like the Bible says something about whosoever is, whoever's thirsty, let them come. I want them to know if you want the Spirit, go to Calvary. If you want, a, if you want an encounter, Listen, we got churches that want to take them in the back corner to pray them through. Not here. We got churches that when tongues breaks out, they want to shut it down. Not here. Not here. Pour it out, Lord. If nobody else wants it, we want it. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. Come on, from the youngest to the oldest, from the newest to the... To the most seasoned. If you received the Holy Ghost before, receive it again. If you talked in tongues before, talk in tongues again when the Spirit gives the utterance. So wait a minute. What is it? What is it? Is it a pouring out or is it a filling or is it a baptism? The answer is yes. I want to be covered on the inside. I want to be covered on the outside. I want to be submerged in the spirit. Let me tell you what I don't want. I don't want no quarter spirit. I don't want no tiny touch of the spirit where we got to pretend miracles and we got to play tongues and we got to act like we're having church. Come on, the devil is alive. I want to get a spirit filling to where my cup is overflowing. And come on, when you get filled with the spirit, you will speak with tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. It'll come bubbling. Somebody shout fool. Come here, Pastor Lopez. Run up here real quick. Pastor Lopez, I want to be so full of the Spirit that when people come and buy me, just accidentally bump into me. Now you got to determine. You got to determine 
When people bump into you, do they get bitter or better? Do they see the worst of you or do they see the spirit side of you? Do they get your flesh or do they get the spirit that when you come in contact with them and when life's obstacles... Wait, 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 wait a minute. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that when the world is tough on you, you just get back in the prayer room and you plunge right back down in the spirit and you... I know you've had a hard week, but I got a good answer for you. You can be filled with the spirit of God. I know hell hates this kind of preaching. I know water's dripping down. I know I'm being a little bit. I'm doing it on purpose. We want an overflow in this place. We want an overflow. I want it in your life. I want it in your marriage. I want it in your family. I want your kids drunk on the Holy Ghost. I want your life drunk on the Holy Marvel not. Somebody shout marvel not. Marvel not that in a Pentecostal church we preach this. Before I ever, I just, I just told Sister Brown what I needed. Didn't even give her. She didn't know she was going to help me preach, but she did. Before I even came up here to use this, I didn't even have to tell Sister Brown. I said, here's... Here's what I need. I need a bowl. I need some water. I need that cup. I'm going to dip that cup. Sister Brown, without asking me, went to cleaning everything. Wasn't nothing in the cup but dust. She went to cleaning everything. She said, in order for it to be a good, good example, we need to get it all cleaned up. Peter did not mince words when he stood up in front of those people. Wait a, wait a minute. Some people were mocking him. Yeah, but a bunch of people were hungry, ready. Then Peter said unto them, what did he say? One more time. You might not have came ready to preach, but I need you. He said, I know you've been walking this way. But repentance means... The devil was taking me towards hell. Nicodemus, I think you, 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 you're a pretty good guy and you got all the answers. I know you believe that. But except. Your last name can't get you in. Your talent and ability can't get you in. Peter said, I know you're devout. They were dwelling there. Devout men. From where? Everywhere. All the cities, we can't even say the names right. Right? We preach, those of us that preach, we say the cities and we're like. <laughs> or you get on the Bible Gateway app and you listen to the guy with the thick accent. Pamphylia. <laughs> And then you get what was he saying? He was saying it doesn't matter where you're from, but it does matter that you make up your mind where you're going. Good news. 
If you're from the wrong side of the tracks, you can make up your mind. Whether you live in a penthouse or a slum, you can make up your mind. And you can repent. Yeah, but who has to repent? Crowd exercise. Look at your neighbor and tell them strong enough to offend them. You need repentance. <laughs> I can tell some of you, don't talk to me like that. You might be leery of somebody who says, I've got a word from God. Well, I got a word from God. Got printed and everything. Repent. But I got good news. The Bible says he is faithful. And he is just to forgive. I'm going to get to some other stuff in a minute. But I want to know if there's anybody glad you've been forgiven. I just wonder if there's anybody glad that when you repented and you turned from sin and you turned to Jesus. Listen, it is not just a turning from. It is a turning to. Brother House, the, the, the reaching we're trying to do right now, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Every tribe, every nation, every tongue, every, every, every body. I'm going to say it, whether you like it or not. There are no great all-white churches. There are no great all-black churches. There are no great all-Asian churches. There are no great... Doesn't matter. If we're going to be the body he's called us to be in the city of Indianapolis, it's not going to be about the color of your skin. It's going to be about the condition of your heart. And it's not just what we're turning from, but it's who we're turning to. Come on, once he gets you, you don't have to be a drunk. You don't have to be a gangbanger. You don't have to be... You don't have to be apathetic or lethargic. You don't have to be a liar. You don't have to be a cheater. You don't have to be a drunk. You No, 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 no. May I go on? You don't have to be an envier. You don't have to be covetous. When you turn from sin to him and you say, I'm sorry, he is faithful. And he is just. Tell you what, tell you what he's doing. He's like Sister Brown looking at me saying, Oh, you can't use that. You can't. You can't use that. I gotta. Sister Brown, it's fine. No, it's not fine. It's not. Get that dust. I'm gonna talk to some people right now. I know you might not think you're collecting sins, but you're dusty. If you haven't talked in tongues in a while, it's time. If you can't remember the last time you threw your hands up and didn't care who was around you and said, I want the Holy Ghost at, I want the Holy Ghost at work in my life, you might not have the strength in your body to run an aisle, but you do have the strength to lift up your voice and say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I don't want a wrong thought. I don't want a wrong action. I don't want a wrong motive. 
Imagine you went to somebody's house and they offered you a cup of coffee. Sister Galleon, you go to somebody's house and they offer you a cup of coffee. You want a cup of coffee? She says, sure, I'd love a cup of coffee. And they go and they take a little cup, little glass cup like this, and they got about a quarter of last week's coffee. And then they just take that fresh coffee. And they pour that fresh coffee. Now, you don't want to be disrespectful. You want to be polite. But they weren't polite. There ain't a person in this room. Got the last week, you ever, any, come on, coffee drinkers in a room. If you're a real coffee drinker, last week's coffee, you forgot it somehow, somewhere, and it's got that little whatever that one piece of mold is that's, <laughs> come on, the bubble mold, I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, I feel some of you like I've never done that. Other people are like, yeah, I do that every week somehow, I do that. <laughs> Imagine somebody invites you to their house, and they pour that fresh coffee in on top of that bubble and I don't need to repent. Yes, you do. If the big guys in the book needed to die every day, I needed to get right. Come on, what did Paul say? I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. He said the flesh and the spirit, they, they work against one another. The flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. But good news, ladies and gentlemen, every time we walk back into this place, every time you kneel your knees at your bed at night, every time you walk in your living room, every time you're driving down the road, and you say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, he will clean you but I got news for you clean club clean cups with nothing in them or decoration come on it's like that pretty china in your house growing up that you weren't allowed to even breathe on remember that stuff only time it ever came out of that cupboard was when special people were in town. You found out that day you weren't special. China comes, China comes out and your mom somehow acted like it was the stuff you used all the time. Oh, your stuff is beautiful. Oh. I don't want to damage it. Oh, that stuff's so old. I'm looking at mom like, she give me one of those looks like, you break it, I'll kill you right now. In front of everybody. It'll be your last day. Can I say something respectfully? I don't want to be polished china that never gets anything put in. I'll show up on Easter, get a little feel. If pastor preaches it in a way I like it, maybe I'll get me a... Come on, we are not meant to be decoration. Every time we get an opportunity, we're meant to get plunged into the Spirit and say, fill, fill me up. Repentance is good because it cleans you out. How many know that there's nothing like baptism? If you remember when you went down in the water. You went down a dry center. And came up a wet saved person. 
I don't care what anybody says. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be, shall be, shall be. Why do you baptize like that? You don't need to baptize like that because they baptized in the Bible. Peter said, repent and Oh, Pastor Carson, don't make fun. I'm not making fun. I'm just telling you it's not enough unless you do it the way the Bible has said you've got to do it. I thank God for any step you've taken. But if you want to know how they baptized in this book and you want to know how they baptized in the early church, even the Encyclopedia Britannica in the early editions will tell you the early church put them all the way under the water and they baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, we're not baptizing them any other way. Come on, go ye therefore. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And the disciples were not confused. They knew what the name was. And so they started baptizing. Come on, when the day of Pentecost was fully come and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spread out into that street and Peter started preaching, he said, repent and be baptized. Who? person I don't need it you need it I was baptized as a baby I don't need it you need it I'm a pretty good guy I don't think I've got any sin I confess with my mouth I don't need it you need it elbow your neighbor tell them you need it you need to be baptized you need to be baptized, and you need to be baptized not just any old way. And let me say one more thing since I'm on a roll anyway. When you've been baptized, you need to act like you've been baptized. Come on, if he washed your sins away, when you hear preaching on baptism, you ought to let everybody around you know there's nothing like having your sins washed away. Help me preach Peter's message. Repent and be baptized. And ye shall receive what? <laughs> the gift. The promise. I don't, I don't know if it's for me. It's a gift. It's a promise. Well, I'm not sure. I've done so much bad stuff. Honestly, I'm surprised the church hasn't caved in since I've been here. It's a gift. It's a promise. Yeah, but I'm so weak, you don't know what I've been going through. Good news, his strength is made perfect in weakness. And yeah, but I've been fighting all kinds of depression. Good thing. He called it a comforter. The comforter shall come. And you got depression? I got an answer for that. You got fear? I got an answer for that. You got torment? I got an answer for that. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost... 
plunged, baptized, upon, filled. Filled. So that everybody. I got the Holy Ghost and nobody knows. Well, then I wonder. There ain't, there, there ain't multiple types of the Holy Ghost. There's just one Holy Ghost. Come on, smile real big. Just smile kind of crazy at your neighbor and tell them there's one Holy Ghost. Come on, some of you to come more natural than others. Tell them. Tell them. Just. How many would agree and help me preach right now? We don't want some substitute in 2023 for what the Holy Ghost really is. Nobody in this church is going to teach you how to talk in tongues because we won't have to. Nope. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, it'll be obvious and it'll be evident. It won't be about your ability. It won't be about your logic. But you will begin to speak a language as the Spirit gives the utterance. Question, where are my tongue talkers? If they're receiving the Holy Ghost in the Baptist church, and they are, and they're receiving the Holy Ghost in the Catholic church, you better know this, they are. Then in the Pentecostal church, the Holy Ghost better be flowing every service, every day, every opportunity. You know what I want, Brother John? I want when I walk around to be out there who I am in here. I want, come on, those of you that are bold as a lion at church, but timid as a hummingbird. Coming to church, wow! Go to the restaurant. We're filled or we're not. And on the same account, now I'm sorry for the visitors that are in the room, what I'm about to say, you just have to pretend I didn't say it. To the visitors in the room, we've also got to make sure, listen, how many are thankful God sends us so many visitors every week? People just, just show up at this place. If you're a visitor, I am telling you, God wants you full of the Holy Ghost. He wants you to repent. He wants you to be baptized. Somebody run up and turn the lights on on the baptismal. We baptized four just before this service, and we ought to baptize some more. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you say, I didn't bring clothes. Good news, we got you. I didn't bring a towel. Good news, we got you. Say, I don't know. I wasn't planning on being baptized. Good news, God was planning on you getting baptized. If you're a visitor here, just I'm, I'm just talking to our regular folk just for a second. All of our, our Holy Ghost people that have been witnessing all week, general conference and been in restaurants. The other thing we cannot do is be a lion about witnessing out there. And then we get in church.
Can't believe he's preaching this again. Give me an H, H. Give me an O, O. Give me an L. Holy, what's that spell? And we need cheerleaders to be excited about the Holy Ghost. When we walk in this house, everybody that walks in this place ought to know they believe in who they are. They believe in what they've got. They believe I'm preaching about a power that took you out of the clutches of hell and put you on a direct path for glory if you believe you've been filled with the Spirit of I wish you would dance your way right out of your pew and say, I've been filled. I've been filled. I've been set free from sin. I've been delivered from the tyranny of the enemy. I've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout power. So I submit to you, marvel not. Brother Turner, marvel not that our college, this is what we teach and this is what we preach. Marvel not that at our school, this is what we teach and this is how we pray. And marvel not that in our Pentecostal pulpits, we preach turn from sin and live for God. How many believe anybody can be filled? What if they grew up Muslim? I'm just going to tell you the stuff I've seen. What if they grew up in some traditional? What if they're just a young child? What if they're an elder at the death's door? Sound men, don't let me make you nervous. I'm just trying to prove a point here this morning. That anybody who wants it can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if we're really going to have revival, it cannot happen without an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven and begin to pray, God, let it fall. Come on, let it fall in our church. Let it fall in Fountain Square. Let the Holy Ghost fall in my home. Let the Holy Ghost baptize my neighborhood. Everybody in the building, stand with me if you're able. And lift your hands towards heaven as a sign of surrender. I'm asking everybody in the building to begin to repent. God, forgive me for every sin. Anything in my mind that doesn't please you. Anything in my spirit that doesn't please you. If I've had hard feelings. If I've had offense. If I've had bitterness. Maybe I looked at some things or listened to some things. Come on, you might not have listened to ungodly music, but you might have entertained some gossip. Repent about it. You might not have cursed, but you might have spread something you shouldn't have. Repent of it. 
God, forgive me if it's been a decade since I spoke in tongues as the Spirit gives me. Forgive me, Lord, if my prayer hasn't been where it needs to be. Forgive me of turning to the bottle. Forgive us for turning to marijuana. Forgive me of my negativity. Come on, pray, everybody in the building. Repent. I'm asking everybody to the most seasoned member to repent in such a way that it's comfortable for everybody in the room to repent. doubt come on he that cometh to God must believe that God is I've had belief but I've had some unbelief forgive me that when they left I got bitter forgive me that when they walked out I got depressed Now, if you've repented in this house and you're sincere about your repentance, the Bible says that heaven, not just us, but heaven rejoices. Over how many? 20? 10? 5? Bible says heaven starts rejoicing. If just once... Come on, we want to be a church that makes heaven's day. Now this is uncomfortable for some, but it's assignment that's necessary. The Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? And I am responsible to answer for God to preach what he has given me to preach. And part of this preaching is the involvement of the body today. Therefore, you become an extension of my message. You have throughout its entirety for which I applaud and thank you. But I want you to help me before we end. I want everybody to find a couple people near you. And I want you to ask them this question. Listen to me very clearly. Even if you already know the answer or you think you already know the answer, I want everybody to find a person or two around you and I want you to ask them, have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins? I see some of you not finding anybody. Come on, find a person. Everybody can find a person or two. The water's not holy, but the name is. Why does it matter? 
It is the washing away. It is the remission. Somebody shout remission. The remission of sins. Nobody in this building that's been baptized in Jesus' name is wishing they hadn't been. If I could travel back and bottle up that feeling, if I could sell that feeling, I'd be the one with 50 billion. Not Marvel, but my job isn't to sell it because he's the one that purchased it. My job is to give it to you as knowledge from the only one who can give the opportunity to you. If you've never been baptized, here in a moment we're going to begin to pray. And there's people all around this room that have on these these lanyards. I'm going to put this on so you understand what it looks like and I'll help you if I can. But they're scattered all around. If you got one on, go ahead and just kind of hold it up. They're all over this room. They're everywhere in every section. I see them all over the place. If you've never been baptized and you want to be baptized, I echo the place in Scripture that would ask you, what would hinder you seeing that there's water? We got water ready. Guess what? Just for you, we've got it warm. It's going to be like stepping into a nice warm bath. Say, are you trying to make it convenient? Yes. Had somebody tell me one time, well, when it's real, you'll break ice to get in. I believe that, but I don't think we need to do that as a practice. We'll know if they really want it or not. His yoke is easy. His burden is... It's not because it's that tank and it's not because it's that water. It's because this church believes in that biblical practice of baptizing in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. When did we hear about that wind? This conversation when he was talking to Nicodemus. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound. There sat upon them cloven tongues like us. Everyone in that room. Now listen. I believe in having altar space and it's open. Some are already up here. But we're going to turn this entire building, balcony, main level. We're going to turn this entire place into into an altar call in just a moment. If you've ever received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it is His will that you pray until you get a fresh baptism of His Spirit speaking with other tongues today. If you've never received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with His Spirit right here, right now. How many believe that when you receive the Holy Ghost you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance? Come on, if you believe it, shout Amen! Now, awkward assignment number two. Not for me, I'd ask anybody. 
And don't let it be awkward for you. Let the Holy Ghost make you bold. I want you to turn to somebody, even if it's your spouse, and I want you to ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost evidence of speaking with other tongues? Come on, turn to people around you and ask them. Now I ask you about baptism, but I want to ask you, can anybody remember how you felt when he filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost? I want you to lift your hands all over this building and I want you to begin to pray with me thunderously that everybody in this room would be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues. If it's been 10 years, it's time. If it's been one month, it's time. If it's never happened for you, it's time. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice and magnify the Lord in this room. Be ye filled. Marvel not. Marvel not. You've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit.